and welcome back to the Beyond the Page podcast. My name is Lauren Miller, and I am the assistant editor of PRISM. And my name is Ardia Eichner, and I am the editor-in-chief of PRISM. Alrighty, and today we are going to do a little segment that we did a little bit last year with our previous editor-in-chief called Different Denouement. Different Denouement is a section where we talk about certain pop culture references, whether that's like TV shows or movies, and we discuss how we would have changed it or how we would have wanted it to end differently compared to the way that it did end. And so today we have two very uh, interesting topics to talk about. If you have not watched these, I recommend you exit out of this podcast right now because there will be spoilers, tons of them, since we are basically spoiling the ending. We will be talking about Merlin, the BBC show that ended quite a bit ago. But, you know, if you need, I've never watched it or need a refresher, I do that right now. Would recommend, by the way. Would definitely recommend. It's a great, great show. And we'll talk a little bit more about that later. But And then our second topic will be Avengers Endgame, which came out, I think, last year? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So last year, it was pretty big. If you have not watched that, again, definitely recommend you do. I'm big Marvel fan over here. So pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And um, we will put the um, time stamps for when we talk about each of these things in the description of the podcast. So if you want to skip past one and listen to the other, you are welcome to do that. Um, otherwise... Let's just get started. How would we differ these denouements? Alrighty. So let's talk about Merlin first off. BBC's show starring Merlin, of course. And basically it is this young boy who travels to Camelot, which is a kingdom, to go and fulfill his destiny. And his destiny is like a bunch of twists and turns, but basically he helps out Prince Dash King Arthur mm-hmm. and his build up. And it goes on to like the tales of old times and such like stuff like that. Essentially, it's Arthurian legend, except that Merlin is, like, the same age as Arthur, so that there's a lot of, like, homoerotic tension. Yes, that's very true. Like, they're, they're best buds, basically, that yeah. you couldn't have gotten without, um, like, them being the same age sort of thing. Like, it's a no, very cute show. It's a very yeah. cute show, very, very intense sometimes. There are some filler episodes. I think there's five seasons and we go through a lot of trials and errors, basically. Oh, except that there's no plot development. Can we talk about how there's no plot development uh, okay. in Merlin? What do you mean by that? What I mean is that Merlin basically just goes over and over and over again back to this place of, should I tell... Oh, by the way, in this version, Arthur does not know that there's magic in the world. And, no, or, he, no knows, he knows, he but knows he hates there's it. there's magic in the world. Just that his mother had died due to magic... And so his father, but basically the father, who is his the king at the time, uh, has banned magic from Camelot. So anybody who uses magic is automatically sentenced to death. And so Merlin has magic. He's one of the most powerful warlocks of all time. But he won't tell Arthur at all. Yeah. Even though Arthur is like meant to bring magic back to Camelot. Yeah. So that's my different denouement part one. Merlin, just fess the freak up and tell Arthur that you're magical and that magic is fine because you so many fewer things will be ruined. So okay, let's let's go with that. Say that uh, Merlin tells Arthur. When would you want him to tell Arthur, and what would happen afterwards? What wh- where would the show go? Honestly, I want him to tell Arthur at literally any point. But I think that the the biggest, most glaring places where he could have told Arthur without repercussion is when wasn't. Wasn't it like right before Arthur's dad died or when Arthur's dad died or something like yes. that? That there was like 
a nice opportunity there. He becomes the old man to try to help him. And then he ends up dying. And then Arthur gets even madder at magic. Yeah. And then Merlin starts crying. Yeah. And it's really sad. It's really sad. Because I'm in love with Merlin. It's so, it's so detrimentally awful. And I just, I'm, but it's like, if, if he had just been open with Arthur right before that, it would have been fine. Or like, even after it happened, be like, okay, here's why magic wasn't really, you know, the only problem or wasn't really responsible or, you know, could have helped. And then the other time was when Arthur was dying. Right. Mm -hmm. And he had to like, go get the plant or something. Yes. (laughs) And it's like, that would have also been a perfect time. Mm -hmm. It's like, yes, Arthur's going to be mad about it at first, but every couple goes through fights, okay? I love how you're, like, making them a couple in the same. I mean, have you seen the show? I like, have, they are a little I, bit. I have seen the show. They are a little bit. They are a lot of bit, but... They are a lot of bit. It's fine. We're just going to blame it on the tavern. The coin. Literally, like, Merlin's life is in the tavern, supposedly. He gets blamed to be there all the time. Oh, God, that's... I forgot about that. Oh, my gosh, it's bad. I forgot about... Yeah, they already fight like an old married couple, but it's like... Are you in the tavern? Be honest, please. So, yeah. I think the writers actually said something about that. I think they were like... uh, Yeah, like, Guinevere is like Arthur's love, but the true love is between Arthur and Merlin. Yeah. It's like a sad love story. Yeah. So... But would the show go on? Where's would the show go? Yes, I think the show would go on because they could go on magical adventures together, and Arthur would. You know, it's like you read all these stories about Arthurian legend, and it's like Merlin is always there, and King Arthur always knows that Merlin is magical because he's his magical advisor. He could have been his magical advisor, and they could have like you know dealt with the damage that had been done by you know how long magic was rejected mm-hmm. right like there are evil magical people in the show like morgana you know once she's screwed over mm-hmm. by everyone who she tries to reach out to for help it's really weird that the way that magic is portrayed in that show but i'm not going to go into that right now i think that the ending should have been that merlin was more honest what do you think as far as that uh, like do you think he should have been more honest do you think yes that it I do but well? for clarification of how the actual series ends basically they go through this big battle and uh, the prophecy becomes true and Mordred stabs Arthur and so Arthur has a very lethal wound that Merlin has to take care of and he has to get to him to I think the lake of yeah something yeah and so on the way Merlin has to tell Arthur that he has magic in, in order to heal him and be able to get through this journey. And so only in the last two episodes does Arthur ever realize that Merlin has magic, which, by the way, Arthur was completely like the dumbest, oblivious man I've ever seen in my entire life. There was so many himbo for sure. Oh, my gosh. It was terrible. But basically, um, he like does certain things. And then Arthur, by the end of the two episodes, comes to terms with Merlin and says, like, I wouldn't want you any other way, basically, like you're fine to have magic. And so then he dies and they have a moment and then he is burned on a boat in the lady of the lake and he throws Excalibur into the water and the lady of the lake catches it. And then the ending uh, credit scene is whenever Merlin is an old man walking in modern day, like uh, England. And he just looks at the lake and then walks away waiting for Arthur to return. Yeah. 
So that was the ending. Yeah. Um, and if I if I could change it anyway, I, I love that series so much. I would definitely there would be two different routes. If there was a route where there was a season six, I would one hundred and ten percent have it be nearly the exact same way, except that Arthur doesn't die. I think that they could have taken it so many different places of like Arthur is still coming to terms with Merlin having magic, like what has gone on over the years of like, how could you like, how could I have not seen this? And like Arthur's own like self-denial sort of thing going on, how that affects his relationships with the count or with the castle people inside and like the guards as well. I think the guards are super cool. Um, and just coming to terms with that as well as like, like you said, reprimanding the damage that has happened there. If there wasn't an ending, like it well, if there was an ending, like that was it, like season five was it. I think that I would have ended it where Arthur, I think Arthur should go back home. I don't, I don't always like the fact that the main character has to die in order for the show to end. I do believe in happy endings sort of thing. And so, but it doesn't have to be a perfect happy ending. I think that you can have an ending that's satisfying without it being uh, like detrimental to anybody's life. I would want him to go home and see Guinevere because I feel like even if like, you know, there was like that homoeroticism or whatever that was going on between him and Merlin, I do believe that he loved Guinevere and that Guinevere has like been given the shaft like the entire show, basically. Oh, she deserves so much more. She deserves so much more. And I think that uh, her being able to see Arthur after that big battle that has been like size for literally like two seasons um being able to see that moment happen i think that would have been really good the guards coming back home even some of them not coming back home i think that would have been a really great moment as well as merlin coming back to gaius and being like i told him like i don't know what's going to happen next sort of thing and then like having a moment at the end with like arthur and merlin like at the throne and him being like right at his side sort of thing i think that would have been cool yeah so you, you think it should have ended sort of like happy ending, sort looking of, forward to the future always. kind of thing. Yeah, like sort of, but not always. I do, like, honestly, I like the ending that they have done. I don't think that they could have done it another way without it being like, oh, I think a season six is going to happen because Arthur's still alive sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But um, I do believe that it could have ended in that way, and I'd still be satisfied with it, knowing that both of them are going to live a good life. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Or there could have been an ending scene, like, 50 years later, whenever Arthur's on his deathbed, but um, Merlin still has to live on. Mm-hmm. That would have been, an, like, an emotional moment. I mean, I think that was sort of, like, the same way that it did end, though, mm-hmm. right? It's it just, did. like, in battle instead of in, in person. Yes, yeah. very true. What do you think about, like, what I ranted about for a while? Like, do you think, artistically speaking, as far as the storyline is concerned, like, that it was good that Merlin just continued to lie to Arthur the entire time? Or do you think that you would have liked to see, like, him tell the truth sooner and see more of that relationship between them after the, after Arthur found out? I think that's one of the most uh, critical flaws in the entire show. Like, literally, as a... I was, like, pretty young. Whenever I was watching this, I was in my younger teen years. I, like, literally episode, every episode screaming... Why doesn't Merlin just tell Arthur? Yeah. Like, I just don't get it. Like Arthur obviously cares about him, but in that like relationship dynamic, Merlin doesn't know. Merlin started off in a very uh, uncompromising relationship almost with Arthur. Like he is the servant, uh, yeah. you serve him, sort of thing. There's no room for a relationship or 
uh, talking. There's no compromising whatsoever sort of thing. And so, like, that fear can build up of, like, oh, I can't tell him. Yeah. If I'm, like, seeing this from Merlin's point of view. Um, But later on, whenever they do become friends and Merlin realizes that, like, Arthur cares about him, I do think that they could have talked it out. And then I I would have loved to see the relationship grow between them after he figured it out. I think that that brings up so many different dynamics. And, like, there's obviously points in your life whenever you are with people for such a long time and then you realize a new aspect of them. And you have to be able to um, figure out and grow from there. Like, okay, this is a side of that person that I didn't know about or I didn't see. And, like, how can I still maintain this relationship with them because I still care about them sort of thing. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. And I think that, like, there's there's something to be said for, like, the sort of deep artistry and, like, meaning of having something that you absolutely can never and will never tell even to the people who you're closest to. Mm-hmm. It's like there's something interesting about that, I guess. But I think that the way that it was done in Merlin was just so unsatisfying. It was annoying. Yeah. The way they did it was annoying because I feel like we were like almost like teased like all yeah. the time that they were going to tell him, oh, he's going to tell him, oh, he's going to tell him. And then it never happened. If it yeah. was like a point blank, like I am never telling this man, I think like we could have gotten over it easier. Yeah. But like that wasn't, that wasn't it. Yeah. And especially because like they do it so consistently that it's, it's not like every two or three seasons there's like an opportunity. It's like, you know, every season there's an opportunity mm-hmm. that seems just like the perfect opportunity for Merlin to tell Arthur that he's magic, but you never get it. And it's like, if it was like three seasons that he never told him and you were like, oh my God, sitting on the edge of your seat being like, you know, why don't, why don't you just tell him? And then, you know, you had the satisfaction of it. Or even if like, you know, you had that a couple times and then the show ended, it would be like, you know, it would leave you unsatisfied but I don't think that it would be in as bad of a way. Whereas with this, it I, I feel like with Merlin, it sort of dragged on to the point where it's like I got past being frustrated or I got past wanting Merlin to tell him in a way that felt so tangible. And I got to the point where I was just like, I'm just annoyed at the show. I'm mm-hmm. just a little bit bored, right? Because yeah. it was sort of just kept teasing it again. No, yeah, that's a really good point, And I agree with you on that. So mm-hmm. moving on. Let's yeah. go and talk about Avengers Endgame. Yeah. Do you have anything you want to start off with? Avengers End. Okay. So wait, hang on. So here's the recap. Basically, yeah. Thanos, who it, or Thanos, Thanos, however it's you want to pronounce it, is Thanos. They say it Thanos in the movie. Thanos. <laughs> uh, he I, I haven't read Earth the book, so. To try sure. and get the Infinity Stones. They end off Infinity War with him snapping his fingers and basically wiping out half the Avengers. Um, and then in Endgame, it is the story of how they are going to get the world back to normal. And so they ended off with this big fight scene between Thanos, who doesn't remember that he had done this at all. Because we had killed uh, Thanos earlier, like 15 minutes into Endgame, which was, I have my own opinions on that. But it was kind of crazy. And then we have Iron Man snap his fingers to be able to, be able to save the life of everybody around him. And Captain America goes back in time and never comes back. He lives his life with uh, the lady that he loved back then. And then the others are just on their way. The world is sort of back to normal after the snap. And they go from there. Yeah. And so we end with who? Uh, Black Widow is dead. Uh, Captain America is old. Workingly dead. Yeah. Yeah. And 
filled with time inconsistencies. Like, they explained the way that the time jumps worked in the past so that they didn't get too many questions about it, and then they broke their own rules. That is a very big fact. Yeah. Anyway, not going to talk too long about that because I don't care I that much. It's all over topic, the internet. Yeah, I have <laughs> yeah. a whole another topic about that. But um, Tony Stark dies, and then I, I think that's the only three, right? Mm. I came into this movie saying if... Uh, Captain America or Tony Stark doesn't die, then I am going to be unsatisfied with this movie mm -hmm. because I am tired of having these heroes live forever and ever. Honestly, like honestly, uh, I thought that it was going to end in a very different way. I thought the whole story was going to go in a very different direction, but um, there were like these theories that like I sort of like grabbed onto early on after Infinity War ended where like it was like half the Avengers were gone and they were all the new Avengers and then, like, since, like, the old Avengers, like, I thought they were going to have to, like, sacrifice their lives for them. And so we were, like, going to wipe all Ooh, the old okay. Avengers. Like, I wanted them gone. <laughs> all like, of them? All of them. No, they, honestly, one. the old Avengers are my favorite Avengers. But, like, that would have been such a satisfying, like, giving your life for the new generation sort of thing. Like, yeah. being able to sacrifice something for the greater good. I feel like that would have been such an impactful message as well. And, like, the tears in that stadium or that theater would have been immense. Oh, absolutely. I definitely agree with that. So, yeah, that, that was like my one thing. Um, did you have like a very specific ending that you wanted to like have or like did it just not go the direction that you thought it would? Oh, um, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think it did go the direction I thought it would. I did not think that they were going to do time travel of all things. Oh, yes. Oh, OK. Sorry. Uh -huh. Another point. I hated. I absolutely hated the fact that Thanos was killed 15 minutes in and then like the final scene is with a Thanos that doesn't remember the sacrifices and the struggle that Ugh. he went through to get the infinity stones yeah it's like a very pointless battle like he basically just comes in he's like oh I already, already know I did it like no like we cared about Thanos so much in infinity war because he had suffered and gone through this and he had to sacrifice his own daughter he had to waste all these years of his life to be able to accomplish his mission and so we were about him like we were for him and then they just bring in this Thanos that, like, a few years really like, I don't really care. Like, no. I wanted to fight Thanos who had given up everything. Like, he was about to give it to his last shot. But, you know, now we just, like, have this, like, subpar. That's such a good point. I definitely agree with that. Although, I disagree that I, I don't hate the fact that they killed him 15 minutes into the movie. I think that that could have been done in an interesting way. Mm -hmm. But it just wasn't. Right. Yeah. Like, I think that it could have been done in an interesting way, sort of more like, OK, so we've had our big plot movie. Right. Our big plot movie was Infinity War. Infinity War. Yeah. So that's our big plot movie. Then Endgame could be our big character driven movie. Right. Where it's like we kill Thanos in the first couple minutes and then, you know, we have to ha follow the people dealing with the fact that they've lost everyone. Right. I, I don't know. I didn't want the world to stay in a place where half of the organisms were dead. I, I, I don't, I don't really know what I wanted to be totally honest with you. Mm -hmm. There were like, you know, emotionally I wanted Peter Parker back. Oh <laughs> uh, yes, because of course. That was the tier one. That was the only one that I like I almost cried about with Tony Stark. Yeah. I, I do think that we have a good relationship with him in a way that, you know, it was interesting you know, it was it was sad to see him go. Mm -hmm. Right. And so if they I don't know if they brought back, I don't know if they necessarily even needed to bring people back. Mm -hmm. I think that it could have been them dealing with the fact that they had lost everyone. Yeah. Right. 
all of the people who lived dealing with the fact that they lost everyone. I also don't think that the end of Infinity War, that all of the new people should have died and all of the old people should have lived. Mm-hmm. Because that was pretty much what happened, right? Yeah. That's what led to my theory, basically. Um, sort of opposing that. I, I knew that we were going to have our people back. Like, there's no way this Marvel movie is going to go, yeah. like, without these people coming. It was predictable, to be sure. Yes, it was predictable. <laughs> but, like, going off of that predictability, I was like, so I agree. So let's say, like, that they didn't come back. I still think that the dynamics between everyone would be interesting to listen to. But at the same time, Thanos was such a big part of Infinity War that, like, if he did die in the first 15 minutes, again, it would have to be, like, a much more... It was almost like a gag. Like, yeah. it was, like, Thor's, like, little, like, ha moment. I was like, no. Like, you've literally just killed off a character that you've been foreshadowing for five years. Granted, Thanos killed off Loki in the first two minutes. Okay, look. Of don't Infinity talk about War. man's Loki. I'm so mad about it. And he never came back, nope. obviously, because he wasn't part of the snap. But that was so upsetting. It's like, if Loki can die in five minutes, so can Thanos. But also, that shouldn't have happened in the first place. That should not have happened in the first place. None of the Asgardians should have been killed, and the entire ship of them was. (laughs) Yes, that's very true. I think that they basically stuck themselves in this hole of like, oh, we got to bring everybody back, so how are we going to do it? Oh, we're going to do time. Time's a thing, sort of thing. And I guess my mind now, since I've seen that, is sort of like conflicted in this like, own little bubble as well but maybe like if i would have gone back to like i just saw infinity war and i was like okay where could they go from there sort of thing i think i would have had a much more expansive way of explaining this but it's always interesting <laughs> seeing the artistic way that uh directors writers producers sort of bring a- together these relationships and characters through merlin and in game stuff like that and seeing how they portray them how they interact and i think that art overall is sort of like seeing how the viewer is moved by the art piece in a way. Yeah, definitely. And how the viewer is frustrated by the art piece. Frustrated by the art piece as well. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, thank you, Ardea, for sitting with me today and talking about this. Yeah, and thank you for coming in. Yeah, no problem. So if you're listening to this on iTunes, we have a blog called The Back Matter Blog. You can find it on orangemedianetwork.com slash prism. We post every Tuesday and Thursday. And I would like to thank you so very much for listening to this podcast. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. Bye-bye. Bye.